somewhere. All good. Nice one. Right. Should we uh, should we make a start then? Cool. Let's crack on. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Frock Unwrapped Appetizers, episode two, a very special edition of Frock Unwrapped, a subsidiary edition to the regular Frock Unwrapped canon, in which perhaps we take a look at something, a small element of the Food Review UK universe in a, in a, in a greater detail. I am Stuart, as you can probably tell by my delightful northern tones, and I am joined today by the man who is the burger to my fries, the fish to my chips, the captain of our ship. It's Michael Jameson. Oh, oh wow. Usually people follow that up with the fish to my fingers, but... Um, oh. <laughs> no. Oh. No, it's a pleasure to be here. Now, it's a pleasure to have you here. Now, people might be expecting me to introduce uh, Beefy at this point, Mr. Nathan Peterson. Unfortunately, unfortunately, due to some allegations that have been made, Nathan in, is unable to join us until we have had an opportunity to look into uh, these allegations and see whether or not Nathan is allowed back on the podcast. He has been suspended. Uh, he's on garden leave, uh, but we're hoping to have everything sorted out uh, into 2018, where either Nathan will be back or we will have replaced him with someone less controversial. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it is a shame what happened, but um, there's, there's an absolute. No one is saying that he didn't put that where he put it, but what we're looking into is the uh, the uh, circumstances around it. So just hang tight, guys. Yeah, as soon as we know what's going on, you you will know as well. But that means that for this Frook Unwrapped Appetizers, it is just Michael and myself. Some would say the dream team. Oh, nightmare team. The nightmare team. Just whichever one I'm on is the nightmare. (laughs) I've had a lot of nightmares that involve me and you. Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) I've had a lot of uh, wet dreams that involve me and you. Oh, dear. Shame. Shame. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, completely off topic, but I'm not convinced that they exist in the real world. It's something that you hear about as a as a boy at school. I'm not convinced that that wet dreams do exist in the world. That's very interesting, actually, because I I never recall having had one. Like, obviously, I've had stimulating, you know, but I've never woken up. <laughs> I've never, I don't believe I've ever woken up. Um, uh, what's the word to say? Um, woken up sleeping on the shore. <laughs> no, I gen, I no. Sim- similarly, it's something that you hear about that people talk about as a, perhaps as a teenage boy, but I'm not not convinced it's uh, it's a real thing. No. Yeah, let us know in the comments below. <laughs> let us know in those iTunes reviews, please. Oh dear, disgusting stuff. Anyway, this is Frook Unwrapped Appetizers, um, where we're supposed to wet your appetite to probably put you off eating anything for the rest of the day. Uh, and we decided to record this and release it slightly early to coincide with the, the changing of the year. 2017 is on the wane and 2018 is, is rapidly bearing down on us like Nathan Peterson in a drunken rage at a Christmas party. Um, so we thought it'd be a really good idea to get Michael on 
to have a little chat about what have been his fruk hits of 2017. Um, we've kind of taken it upon ourselves. Seeing as though Charlie Brook has dropped the ball this year and has failed to produce uh, my televisual highlight of the year in a 2017 wipe, we're, we're going to take on that baton that he's dropped and we're going to call this our 2017 Fruk wipe featuring Michael Jameson. How do you feel about that, Michael? I'm I'm a little bit surprised, actually. Um, I thought that we were just going to take the piss out of Nate for two hours. <laughs> Fuck! I haven't got anything prepared. I've got <laughs> I've got I've got a four-page Word document of things I hate about Nate. But fuck, no, no one told anything to me about the top ten of the year or anything. Uh, no, oh. no, obviously yeah. I do. Uh, it's been a, been a very good year for food, actually. We do keep better track of the products we've reviewed in the year than we used to. Uh, very much a shambles of a of an institution in the first couple of years. But uh, this year we've written down sort of every product that we've reviewed. We've written down what we've given it. Uh, I suppose I could give some statistical information about that sort of thing, actually. Oh, that might, might, might be uh, dull. Yeah, let's do that. That would be sufficiently dull. Do yeah. I do that now? Yeah, why not? Go on. We could turn it into a game. All right, Stuart. Oh, I like it. An impromptu game. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> oh, um, my Lord. How many zero or negative scoring products have there been this year? Oh, I mean, very few. Yeah. Very few. Um, right, can I ask a little question? Go on. If this, for example, was a, a, a team review, perhaps, perhaps you and Nathan Peterson and David Goss, or perhaps you and uh, Harry... Or, or someone, or you and other people, I don't know, a group of people, you understand the premise. Um, would each person's individual score count as a, a, a score? Um, it would either be... <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> so I, I can't remember if I have a hard and fast rule about it. Usually I just go with, <laughs> usually I just go with whatever I rated it. Still a shambles. Still consensus. a shambles. No, yeah. I think uh, often. I, so, I think sometimes I might have taken an average. All right, right. So what you're essentially saying is that you're making it up as you go along, right? I'm going to say forty. Did you say four? To, yeah, I did. Said four. Yes, and then I think there was some interference. Yeah, I didn't. I yeah, also heard interference. Um, so I I actually nearly said something very hilarious a second ago. I thought you were going to say like how many of them were group reviews, so I I was going to say three of them were group reviews and two of them were me on my own, thus revealing the total. But um, yeah, there's five, five. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think there's. It's probably more likely that you get a negative review in a group review because you might review something disgusting for the bants. Precisely. Exactly. I understand how all this works, Michael. I know, I know the game that you're playing. Ooh, no, not getting me on that. Nope, nope. Have you got, have you got a, a second or, or another statistic there? Yeah, you... I think the the, the next one probably just the other end of the scale. It'd probably be interesting to see how many six stars hmm. there's been. How many? What? Sorry. How many? Uh, <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. How many six stars, Stuart? Um, don't, don't know what you mean, mate. So not to five scale, in it? Don't know. Oh fuck! 
Uh, how many six star? How many? How many absolute fallacies? How many miscarriages of justice have there been this year? So significantly more because you are an idiot. Significantly more six stars than there are zeros. Yeah. Uh, I would actually, I would hazard a guess that there've been far more um, three to five star or three to six or even four to six star reviews than there have been one to three. Um, um, yes, I think. Yeah. I think that's true yeah again i think for the most part because you're buying things that you want to eat that you yeah. want to try uh i reckon there have been 15 six star reviews oh that's very good again you're, you're very close um there's actually been that well actually there's been 20 um but if you take out fusions excuse me I'm not feeling so hot. You might hear me either sounding slightly sexy or slightly ill, depending on how you uh, how you take it. Um, oh. If you take out fusions and recipes, there's actually 15. There you go. So I'm correct. Yeah, you're you're basically there. Um, Amazing. Yeah, obviously I won't reveal any of the names because some of them, or a lot of them, will probably be in the old top ten, won't they? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the top ten, if you are not an idiot, the top ten should be made up of those miscarriages of justice. Correct. Okay. Should we have one final piece of trivia then, Michael, yeah, before we on. get cracking with the... Go on. Um, you could, Again, I reckon you could probably guess it. I reckon most people could probably guess it because it's become a bit of a meme. But uh, actually, oh, I'll give you a choice. Do you, want, do you want the question to be how many American products have we reviewed? Oh. Which isn't quite up to date. <laughs> or really? how, how many four-star reviews there's been? <laughs> a four-star review? Um, but that's quite. Let's go for a. Uh, let's go for four-star reviews. Oh, I love it. Right. So, three hundred and fifty-six days in a year. Correct. Most days receive one upload. Some days receive two. Correct. Um, when did we move to? About... When did you move to the reduced schedule? About three or three, three or four months ago. Right, so, oh, only three or four months ago. So for the most of the year, there'd have been two videos a day, some days three. Correct. And and I reckon something ridiculous, like 50% of videos are four-star reviews. So I'm going to go for 300. Ooh, that is interesting. Uh, it's not actually quite as high as that. Now, I will say... I'm not quite up to date on it, so I'd say it's probably, probably about twenty short. But there's actually only been a hundred and twenty-seven. Hundred and twenty-seven. Yeah. That is disappointing. Yeah. Oh. Eighty-nine three stars. So three stars isn't as far behind as some might think. No. Hmm. Crazy times. Yeah. Jameson, should yes. we get on with? The issue in hand, your top 10 food products of the year 2017. And what I want to know, Michael, is I want to know what each product is. And I want to know why it's in that list. Why is it one of your top products of 2017? Should we start with, Michael, number 10? Oh, wow. Reverse order. Love it. (laughs) Didn't expect that. No, obviously did. (laughs) Uh, Build up the anticipation. People have just stopped listening 15 minutes in. Don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> Although, actually, they could probably just skip forward, couldn't they? If they could, they just yeah. It's amazing. To be a number one. 
Uh, but actually, I will. I do need to make a very quick sort of not an addendum because that comes at the end. A pre-addendum. Um, Footnote. Yeah, my number one product of the year. I am keeping it at number one. However, I contacted the suppliers, the makers, because I hadn't seen it in a while, and it's no right. longer in production. They do not make it anymore. Crazy. I'm absolutely Crazy. fuming. Um, <clears throat> but I will. I'll clarify a few bits when we get to it, because uh, it, it's sort of available in a different form, slash not quite. So, okay. number ten. <laughs> it's an American product. Shock horror. There is there is two American products on the list. I'm afraid. It is an American <laughs> product. It's Twizzlers Orange Dreamsicle. Is this? Were these the ones that? Um finally turned the tables for Twizzlers because they've been massively unpopular with fruit buddies for a, for a long time, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I think I'd, before trying this one, I think I'd only tried probably one good one. Bear with me, i just got to sort my nose out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, you're listening to the Mike Cold and Flu podcast. Rock. Conjunction with Lemsip, Max Strength, and Kleenex Mansize Tissues. Oh, that's good. That's got rid of some quite well-coloured stuff. Star rating. What, are the Lemsip? <clears throat> no, of the, uh, of, the, of the nasal emission. Oh, I'd probably want it to be a little bit darker than that to know that it's really getting rid of some bad stuff. Yeah, obviously. You uh, want a nice kind of greeny-brown colour, don't yeah, you? Yeah, i give that three stars. That wasn't dark three enough stars. yet. Oh. I reckon there's some dark... I do know for a fact there's some very dark stuff deep lurking in my deep chest. within you. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> right. I might might have to <laughs> cough that up later. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's one of these filled Twizzlers that they have, and the flavour just absolutely blew me away. It really did taste like the classic American orange dreamsicle, or what we would call a split ice lolly yeah. with the fruity orange on the outside and the creamy vanilla. Sort of ice cream flavour in the middle. Uh, amazing texture. Amazing taste. There was even a key lime flavour one. And despite not even liking lime flavour sweets, bloody love that one as well. Weird that you don't like lime flavour sweets because it's essentially your favourite colour. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Very odd. Never had a Twizzler. I guess, wow. are they a kind of like a, a red rope licorice kind of thing? Yes, but yeah, the normal ones are basically that, but imagine that they smell like Play-Doh, and they <laughs> basically taste like Play-Doh too, um, and a worse texture. Like, red licorice, is a, or British red licorice, is actually pretty tasty. I think it's it's pretty pretty nice, but Twizzlers yeah. does not taste like it. No, I think they have Twizzlers in, certainly Tesco, most Tesco have a... A, a decent shelf end of American products. Now I'm sure I've seen Twizzlers, but I've always been massively put off ever trying them. Partly because they charge silly prices for American products in supermarkets over here, and partly because you guys have always just absolutely slated them in the past. So yeah. never been never been something I've I've, I've fancied trying. But it seems that your perseverance, because there are there seems to be a Twizzlers gets brought out during most Frook Buddies recording sessions, um, and it's always met with absolute derision. But your perseverance has paid off because you finally found an edible one. Well done. 
Yeah, exactly. Actually, there is one. Co- there's another one coming soon as well. Actually, oh, that oh. might also not be shit. Preview flavor. There we yeah. go. Fantastic. Are we ready to move on then, Michael? Yeah, absolutely. Number nine. Now this this is a ruddy special one. A ruddy special one. Uh, this is a KFC product. Probably. Yeah, looking at the list, it's probably the biggest release of the year in terms of coverage and whatnot. Can you, I guess? Yeah, you can guess, Gorn. Is it the double down? Oh. No, it's it's not actually, no. Oh, I mean, that's literally the only KFC product that I can recall coming out this year being high profile. But I'm not a, I'm not a KFC, Mark. This was, so... re- I have to say, this one was received better. You, you probably are right, Dirty D- uh, Double Down probably was. Probably oh, it, yeah. something about Louisiana. Yeah, correct. Dirty Louisiana. Yes. Boom. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd probably discard the pickles, but didn't really detract too much for me. Just a sensational burger. It's uh, I, I just love the marketing around it as well. They've they've embraced this this name, Dirty Louisiana. They know it's got three sauces in. It's messy. It's dirty. Uh, excuse me. Try it again. Oh, uh, my wife is is scowling at me. <laughs> yeah, she's got her headphones on. She doesn't even know I burped. That's just how she looks at me. Um, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's just a fantastic product. Nice soft bun, grilled bun, delicious ingredients, and a really good combination of sauces that work really well. Yeah, mm. and a bloody good thumbnail, if I don't say so myself. Why? What was special about the thumbnail? I just gave it some nice font work. <laughs> I love a bit of nice font work. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I do miss out on... Obviously, I don't eat at McDonald's. Don't like McDonald's. I no longer eat at Burger King after the appalling visit to Burger King last year where, if you recall, they tried to force my vegetarian wife to eat chicken. Um, and, obviously, KFC. I used to work there. My wife's a vegetarian. Those two things mean that I don't eat there very often. Yeah, so. yeah. I miss, I miss out. I miss out a lot, Michael. Yeah, I would. I would say when they bring back the dirty Louisiana, do give it a do give it a spin. I shall. I shall do that, Michael. I shall keep an eye out. Yeah, it's worth so it. There's a, there's a KFC really, really close to where I live. Um, I could almost walk there and back, and the food still be warm. Wow, mm. that is really close. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, I, I couldn't. It's about a half an hour walk, but oh. uh, almost, almost. The key yeah. word being almost. You could drive there. Michael, number seven. Uh, would it not be number eight? Yes, number eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Backwards is hard, man. <laughs> no, don't make me laugh. <laughs> uh, right, I think, just going to give a look at the list, yeah. This is the newest. Uh, well, actually, I'm not sure if it's the newest. It's the one that I've most recently tried. Um, this is the Potts & Co. Malted Milk Chocolate. You've been bumming Potts & Co. for ages. Have you tried them? I don't think I've ever seen one in the shops. Oh, yeah, you live up north, don't you? <laughs> yeah, um, these are like £2 a pot, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we have posh posh shops up here as well, you know. We have Waitrose. Oh. Yesterday I went, I went to uh, super, official supermarket of the Frook and Rat podcast. Yesterday I went to a Booths. Oh, wow. Yeah. I do like I like Waitrose because it keeps the riffraff out of Booths. 
Um, no, I, just, I don't recall ever seeing them. However, I do have to say, I don't spend much time hanging around the chilled desserts area of the supermarket. Yeah, they're usually, it's usually not the place to be, really, is it? Just because no, it's quite cold. No. Um, it's cold. No, do check them out next time you're in Waitrose, because Waitrose are quite good stockists, actually. Um, also, Sainsbury's a good stockist as well. Lord. Might die. I think Michael might have actually just died there. When he comes back, there's a very real chance he might only have one lung. It's gone very... He's, he's actually gone. Michael Jameson has disappeared. Oh, I can hear him. He's in the background making very odd noises like a like a walrus, a walrus in the throes of passion. Oh, there he is. Now he's talking to his wife. I'm sure you heard that. He's only going to be one second. <clears throat> Sorry about that. <laughs> right, back. I have reason to believe that I've just dispatched the prime suspect. Oh, good. Yeah, I think I just got rid of the one that was really... I could feel it in the morning. I was like, oh, fuck, I've gotten really deep in the chest. That's not going anywhere. But now I'm pretty sure the old boy just came out, didn't he? Awesome. That was a low, low five, that one. Very dark. Yeah, that's what you want. Mm. That's what you want to see. Big old chunk. Where were we, Michael? So we were talking about the delicious, great, smooth, textured um, (laughs) range of puddings. Malted chocolate, was it? Yeah, malted milk chocolate. Um, I will say as well, actually, we've got... Claire and I went to Sainsbury's yesterday, and as I say, they're very good stockists as well. I've got the next two, ain't I, in the old fridge. There you go. Yeah. Do they, they, they just release new flavours all the time, then? Um, I don't think they release them all that often, but because I don't go to Waitrose... The, uh, the, the nearest place in Aylesbury that sells... or the, well, um, The only place in Aylesbury that sells any, uh, I believe, is Waitrose. Uh, the Sainsbury's yep. in, in Ellsbury is very small, and I don't think they sell them at all. Um, but uh, yeah, Waitrose do a good range, but I rarely go in Waitrose. Um, and I did go in there the other day to see if they had the uh, rhubarb, uh, about a month ago, to see if they had rhubarb and custard, and they had it on the shelf label, but they're out of stock. Hate that. Hate yeah. that. Yeah, I was like, oh, you fuck. So you actually had it, and now you don't have it. Like, fuming. Awful. Um, Awful. But they did have that, and they had the Bonoffi pudding one yesterday, so there'll be reviews for them soon. Yeah, no, Stuart, get on it, mate. On The salted caramel one is still one of the best products I've ever tried. Awesome. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll have a look. I will have a look, and I will let you know how I get on with it. But this, Michael this Jameson. Was, correct. One. Uh, this one was <laughs> This one was just lovely, though. The malted flavour was delicious, and it was <clears throat> very similar to the salted caramel one, to be honest. I do like a malt. I like, actually, I say I do like. I think my only experience of malted confectionery flavors are Maltesers and malted milk biscuits. Yeah, um, and obviously some beers are very malty, but it's um, it's not something I'm that familiar with. I'll uh, I'll have a look for them when yeah, I'm they... the next time I'm in a supermarket. 
It's not released very often, is it, Malted? We actually bought some Ovaltine biscuits from the Foreign Isle yesterday. From the Foreign Isle? Yeah. Bloody hell. What would, uh, what would Brexit voters be thinking about that? That you can just go down a foreign aisle in your supermarket? Well, Awful it, stuff. It, it was very quiet. It was a very quiet aisle. Oh, it would be in Aylesbury. Oh, we were in, uh, we were in Milton Keynes, but it's sort of similar. Well, all the same, all the same down south, all racists. That's it. Yeah, yeah. There's one thing that I can't, there's two things that I can't stand. <laughs> That's people who are intolerant of people from other parts of the world. And Southerners. Oh, excellent. excellent. Yeah, yeah. Great powers. joke. Yeah. Michael Jameson, number seven. Oh, the real number seven this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually seven. Actually I've seven. I've started writing. I've, I've, st- I've got my fingers up now, and I'm uh, I'm counting them down <laughs> as I go. You got so, your heat so on. Don't get frostbite, mate. <laughs> hey. Uh, I have, actually. It's very warm you? in my house. Yeah, I have, That's yeah. Good. I'm wearing clothes and a dressing gown. Are you? I'm wearing literally uh, shorts and t-shirt pajamas. Oh wow! This is the this is a morning podcast record, listeners. Ver- a very different time of day to our usual podcast recordings. That's it. Yeah. Hence why I've only just got. I suppose you can cough up kitar anytime, really. But kitar, kitar, ah, kitar, kitar. If I, what's happened? Kitar, kitar. Yeah. Is that what you call it? Kitar. Kitar, that's what it's called, isn't it? It's a rhyme, as it rhymes with guitar. Yeah. It's Qatar. Oh, like are the you Middle East, me? Like the Middle Eastern country. It's C-A-T-A-R-R-H, isn't it? C-A-T-R-R-H. C-A-T-A-R-R-H. Oh, fuck. Kitar. Oh, fuck. Qatar. Like, like, the, like the female Thundercat. <laughs> oh, shit. I've been calling it Qatar for... For like thirty years, because when when one of my first words was guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! Does what does your wife call it? Claire, what do you call guitar? <laughs> huh? Guitar. How do you spell it? No, she doesn't know, but she she doesn't know, but it sounds like she's saying it correctly at least. Correctly as in the way I say it, or correctly as in the way you think it should be said? Well, no, let's, be, let's just clarify that I've now changed my mind on how it should be pronounced in the last Good. minute or so. Amazing, amazing. Good, well, this, this, when this do you ever need to write it down? Well. Yeah. When do you need to... Uh, it's not about the way you write it, I'm just showing off because I know how to spell it and it's a tricky word. It's the, it's the way you pronounce it. Yeah. How can you look at a word that's... I mean, what do you call... What's the opposite of a dog? God. (laughs) (laughs) You You don't pronounce C-A-T, kit. No, no. Unless you're from... Unless you're from New Zealand. Yeah, all right, mate. (laughs) God. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, Shit, you know. Right, let's move on to number seven then, number Michael. Seven. Number seven Seven. is Seven. It's our second American product. So Ooh. for any of the American haters, they'll either like this bit because it's got all of the American ones out of the way soon, or they'll hate it because it means 50% of the discussions so far have been about American products. <laughs> and one Good of the maths. other ones is named after an American country, so that's actually two, Kentucky and Louisiana. Why, what, are you, is that a spoiler? No. 
Oh, are you, you re- using Kentucky from the KFC? Yeah, Kentucky and Louisiana. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, number seven, Blue Diamond Salted Caramel Almonds. Mmm. Yeah. Mmm. I... I would not usually buy a branded nut. Really? And it's not out of any kind of... It, it's not It's not because I'm, uh, I'm supporting local businesses. It's just that um, I, when I tend to look at nuts, <laughs> I, I, um, I generally I, I want a, 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 black, a, salt and, a, you know, a salt and pepper cashew or oh, a, honey roasted, a honey roasted peanut or something along those lines. And a supermarket owned brand tends to do it for me. Um, so I have never had... I think I've probably had KP nuts, um, and maybe had some. You know, I think Walkers do some as well, don't they? Now, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, ne- never had a blue diamond nut. Interesting. That what you've just said actually it does remind me of a of a one of my anecdotes that doesn't have an ending. Um, Brilliant. I did buy some KP dry roasted nuts the other day for the Cadbury Fusion bar that we did, and they were very good, very high quality, very tasty. And then I saw some more uh, nuts in the store. And I was like, yeah, I liked those uh, dry roasted nuts. I'm going to buy some more. Um, but they, these ones were Big D. And I was like, well, all the brands will taste the same, won't they? So we bought these Big D dry roasted nuts. And actually, uh, there was actually, oh, this is an anecdote inside an anecdote. Oh. Um, I actually put them in the trolley or the basket when Claire wasn't looking. And then when we got home, she was like, what? Where did these come from? I was like, I was like, I didn't buy them. She's like, what? And I just confused her. It was, it was very amusing. Um, but no, the big D were nowhere near as good. So mm. That's the end of that anecdote. Right. Mm. Big D, big D. I here's a here's an actual anecdote for you. About oh, I don't know, fifteen years ago or something. Big D peanuts decided to bring back the peanut card girl. Um, oh. I'm not sure whether you're not really a pub kind of guy, are you? Generally, but I'm not, but I do know the reference. Yeah, going back to the misogynist kind of '80s or whatever, pubs would sell. Pubs would have a card, but behind the wall, uh, on the wall, covered in bags of peanuts, and uh-huh. and printed on the card would be a, a a glamour model. Now, I'm not sure they'd be topless, but they'd, I, I can't I can't remember. But a, a kind of page three girl style model, and the idea would be that it would encourage people to buy the peanuts because if you buy the peanuts, you then expose the picture of the glamour model behind. Now. That kind of went away a little bit. I think most people realise that in much the same way as, as page three has gone from newspapers and stuff, it's it's not necessarily appropriate to be ex- exploiting women for to exploiting sexuality in order to sell products. So uh, the peanut girl went away and Big D took the, shall I say, a brave step, um, took the step of bringing back the peanut girl about 15 years ago, and the girl that they chose to be their new peanut card girl went to school with my wife. Oh, my God. That, Michael, is an actual anecdote. Yeah, that's... With a beginning and some development and then an ending, which makes you go, oh, that's interesting. That's incredible. Yeah. That's how you write an anecdote. It is. There you go. Right two out. things I've taught you. Two things I've taught you today, Michael. That's much more interesting than what I was going to say about the almonds. <laughs> <laughs> they have a nice texture and nice flavour. 
Good. Uh, yeah, I, I get a salted caramel almond. A salted caramel almond. They do a lot of smoke nuts, don't they, Blue Diamond? Yeah, yeah. Their their smokehouse almonds are fantastic as well. I genuinely, their just their almonds are really good quality. Uh, they come up with some really interesting flavors, and they they do do a few flavors in the UK. Uh, the smokehouse and the honey roast, and I would recommend both of them. They're all really good. Premium price point. It's not too bad. Um, in the UK, you get the I think they're hundred gram bags. They're quite they are quite small bags, but they're only one pound fifty. Right. It's not riotously expensive. I have looked at them. I have looked at them in the past. I definitely uh, say try the smokehouse one hundred percent. Right. Yeah. I'll make I'll make that happen. Yeah. I'll make that happen. Michael Jameson, product number six. Product number six. Actually, I'll tell you what. One, two, three, four. There's four products on the on this list that begin with K. Oh, yeah. So this one's Kit Kat bites peanut butter. Really? Yeah. I was so right. I was so disappointed with those. <gasps> um, I love a Kit a, a Kit Kat chunky peanut butter. Correct. Great. Great chocolate bar, fantastic, absolutely amazing product. Anyone One of the best chocolate it? bars ever made. Absolutely, absolutely. I've had an idea for a while, which I, su- I suppose I should probably take to uh, Nestle, um, but I'm scared that if I take anything to Nestle, I'll be contaminated with the the blood of the thousands of people that they've they've murdered and exploited over the years. Yep. Um, but I amazing though how that peanut butter does mask the taste of of exploitation um i've had an idea where nestle should do a celebration style box but it all be um let's say a a kit kat but a kit chunky what's one inch square block of kit kat chunky do you get what i mean by that so like a one inch a one inch chunk and so bite-sized and they do mixed flavours. Individually wrapped, mixed flavours. So you have a peanut butter one, a mint one, a regular one. A dark. All, these are all Kit Kat Chunkies? These are all Kit Kat Chunkies, but just a one-inch square, bite-sized block of Kit Kat Chunky and, in, a, in a Christmas tin. And I assume you, you obviously know what it's called, because I obviously know what it's called. Does that exist? No, what, it doesn't, it doesn't it? exist, but I assume you've come up with a name, because the name is unbearably Go obvious. Go on. Go on. Well... I, I, I'm hoping that you've got something better than me because mine's just like Kit Kat bits. Oh no, mine's much more obvious and better. Oh, obviously, go on. Seriously, you you can't come up with a name for that product. I haven't. No, no, I can't. Kit Kat chunks. Oh yeah, I mean that is very obvious. Yeah, and and surely yeah. better though. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and that is what for me those Kit Kat peanut butter bites or whatever they were called should have been. I do think that's fair. Um, I do think that Kit Kat Chunks is an incredible idea. Especially if they pop some, some new flavours in there. Yes. Um, <clears throat> like a like, cookies and cream like would be good. Exa- or like how about they put a twist on the orange and do orange and popping candy. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah? Perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, oh. If, only we, if only we had some influence over over the... Food manufacturing industry. Yeah, if, if only all... we were one of the biggest voices in the UK. Yeah, if if only. Um, no. Yeah, I was disappointed in that product, but yeah, I liked them. I mean, that that yeah, they they aren't as good as a Kit Kat 
chunky peanut butter because that's got everything. That's got the texture, blah, blah, blah. But what I did like about it is the flavour was strong and it was still an enjoyable texture. It was like, you know, the Kit Kat texture is still enjoyable. It is still nice. And for me, it just really worked. So you gave that six stars? Yeah. For me, it was my my rating of that would have probably been a four. It was just so tempered with disappointment that that um, I could. <laughs> oh, sorry about these breaks. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Some this is uh, to blow out now. Some product placement there, back from the Kleenex man size. There we go, uh, Michael. That was your rundown from 10 to 6 now what I thought we'd do at this stage I know what you're thinking Michael not my top 10 but I'm sure you're thinking what were my top 5 beers of the year oh fantastic oh, and I've uh, I've had a little look on my beer app that I have uh, and I've found my top 5 beers now there is some room for conjecture because a lot of a lot of my beers were rated very similarly but very quickly I'm just going to go through for you my five top 5 beers of the year 2017 some of which might still be available others uh, possibly not uh, I am going to give at number 5 is a uh, a beer from Brew York who are a craft brewery based in York and they've did uh, a beer called Imperial Toncoco Milk Stout, which is a seven and a half percent stout brewed with tonka beans. It's quite sweet, but it's silky and delicious and beautiful. At number five, uh, sorry, at number four, I am going to give uh, the fourth place to a beer by a brewery from Leeds called Northern Monk, and this beer was called. Double dry hopped mango lassi dipper. Wow! So it was. It, you've not reviewed. Was, you've not reviewed that, have you? I haven't reviewed it for Food Review UK. No. Um, it was an amazing beer. Thick, juicy, tasting of mangoes, but without being sweet. Hoppy, delicious. There was. I can't remember the percentage on it, but it was something around about eight percent. There's absolutely no way you'd be able to tell it was that strong. It wow. was like drinking drinking a thick but not sweet Rubicon. It was just amazing. Wow. Uh, the next beer on my list would be a beer by Cloudwater Brewery, who are my absolute favourite brewery, uh, and it was a beer called Mobile Speaker, which was a double IPA. Again, a strong beer, thick, delicious, hoppy, bitter, juicy, amazing beer. Then the next would also be a cloud water beer. Uh, and this is a beer called Chubbles, which was a collaboration beer that they did with the New oh, York brewery, the, the half, half brewery. brewery yeah. Are you writing this down? <laughs> no. <laughs> not the only one that they've worked together on, though, is it? It's not. It isn't. No. I did review uh, tremendous ideas. ideas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chubbles, great name for a beer as well. Could definitely be included in craft uh, or crap. But my top beer of the year was a beer by a brewery called Verdant, who I think are from Cornwall. And it was another dipper, double IPA, and it was called Further. Um, and it was, it, it's very hard to tell which, which which is a better beer between, you know, it's all subjective. Yeah. So, a lot of people's beer of the year has been that Chubbles, but for me, Further was the first um, 
double IPA of the year that I absolutely loved. I thought it was amazing. Um, sadly, Verdant stopped canning their beers about three months ago because they were having loads of issues. So I haven't been able to get any of their beers um, up in the north, uh, but they've just started canning again. So I'm hoping to get some Verdant beers and I will be reviewing them on uh, Top of the Hops. So that, a little interlude to make it about me for a minute. Wow, nice. Top five beers of the year. Sensei, I was going to ask actually, um, what what makes an an IPA a double IPA? It's stronger. So, uh, so you might see beers that are called double or imperial, and it means that they tend to have a percentage over eight. Oh, okay, interesting. So they literally use double the ingredients to make them. So they put double the malts in, and uh, it means that they they get a lot more. There's a lot more sugar that can be turned into alcohol. Oh. So they, yeah. Um, Does that mean they're they all flavoursome as well? Um, they, they've got a, a bigger al- alcohol content, so that has an effect on flavour and mouthfeel. But then what they also tend to do is with the double IPAs, they tend to put things like oat uh, into the uh, mix when they're fermenting, which gives them a thicker mouthfeel as well. And then they'll often uh, use extra hops as well to counteract the extra alcohol so you get these really big thick uh often very juicy beers really nice my fa- it's my favorite style of beer the double ipa amazing beers I had one last night I had a cloud water one last night which was really good but nowhere near nowhere near the level of the of the, the ones i mentioned amazing. great beers great work yeah. michael jameson back to the real task in hand number five Number five, um, it's one of, again, a mild spoiler, it's one of two Krispy Kremes in the top five. Oh. Yeah, Krispy Kreme, Hershey's, Cookies and Cream. No, mate, no. Do you not like Krispy Kreme? Do you know what? I've got, not got an issue, well, I have got an issue with them. I just think they're so expensive for what they are. Like, you go to America and you find, like, a little independent donut shop or whatever, and you can get these great big, amazing, tasty donuts. Um, and if it, Krispy Kreme to me always feels like a corporate impression of what a great donut could be. Yeah, I do. I do think that is fair, and you know, it is. It is highly possible that if I had ever been to one of these mum and pop sort of donut stores, maybe my entire sort of view on them would would flip but they're just so consistent and yeah Yeah. they are looking at the list they are yeah they probably are the most overpriced thing on the list really they are uh so what what was this one that you've put in at number five so this this one's uh, hershey's cookies and cream so it's got like a white chocolatey icing on top cookie crumbles on top and then the cream in the middle is like a cookies and cream flavor filling and it was, it was just absolutely, like, just delicious. Absolutely delicious. How much would you pay for that one donut, then? So, like, I, I think... or something? Huh? Are they, like, £2.50 or something? They're not quite that bad. I think I think the premium ones are usually £2.10 or £2.20. But right. that's still, it's still riotously expensive. I mean, Claire and I purchased a six-pack of sugared donuts, uh, 65p from Sainsbury. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's a, it's a totally different donut, isn't it? You can't compare the the American style premium donut to a, a British traditional donut. 
Correct. It's it's totally different. You know, all the donuts have got the place. You know, sometimes a traditional British jam donut is amazing. Very rarely, one of those very cakey ring donuts is acceptable. You know what I mean? They're quite dense, cakey ring donuts. Yeah. A hot, fresh donuts off the fair has its place. Love them. I had a bad experience, though, where we got, um, like, a bag of 10 hot, fresh donuts in Southport once, and everyone, there was maybe, like, four or five of us, everyone had a donut, and then there was a bag, there were, like, four or five left in the bag, Um, and, of course, it fell upon me to ensure that, no, nothing was was left to waste, because food waste is the the biggest curse of the 21st century. So I ate the rest of the donuts and then was was violently ill. Oh my God, yeah, that's the... I cannot imagine eating... What, so did you have five? I think I had, probably might have had six, five or six. Fucking hell. It's <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> I reckon I can put them away as well. I could probably do two or three. Uh, uh, five or six? Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. I you mean, beast. and it would, have been, it would have been at the point where... Um, by the fourth donut, I would have probably been feeling a bit queasy as well. You walk past a tramp as well who's asking for food and you were just stuck <laughs> in the face. Like, wow. Yeah, I did, yeah. Fuming. Yeah. But another, <laughs> yeah, another great anecdote from me, you know. Yeah, so that is... Two, serves two purposes, that anecdote. One, it tells tells people it's a cautionary tale of eating too many hot donuts from the fair, and one it's, it's yet another masterclass in anecdote telling to help well, you. Not only that, it's it's also got some political comments in there as well. Yeah, I've got I I, I try to squeeze a bit of everything in, mate. Yeah, educational, which, which is difficult when you're eating donuts, but yeah. But I I <sighs> bought some uh, I bought some Big D uh, dry roasted nuts the other day, and they weren't they weren't as good as the KP ones. <laughs> so. uh, back for insist. Well done. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say about your overpriced donut? Mate? I don't think so. No, they're they're just good, and um, they're more readily accessible now as well. Can't you? We don't need to resort yeah, to. Okay. Yeah. Well, they've popped up in my local Morrison's as well now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Little cabinet yeah. in my Morrison's. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I I noticed that in Morrison's the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Still not tempted. The, the Reese's peanut butter ones didn't tempt me to buy them. The Biscoff ones didn't tempt me to buy them. Um, I think if I could get, I don't know, like three for four quid, I'd be all over that. Um, now, I am not suggesting you do this. Steal them. No. You're saying steal them, no. Oh. So I am aware that some people do this. Now, Genuinely, I genuinely do think this this is this is theft. This is what people do, to, and they're like, "Oh, look at this trick that you can do." Well, no, it's not a trick; it's theft. Yeah, <laughs> like they do these boxes where you do put three in, um, because I'm pretty sure they've reduced in size. You can probably fit four in, um, but anyway, there's two different boxes. Anyway, there's three classic donuts, which I think is maybe like it. It might be like four quid or three fifty, something like that. And then they've got any three, which is like a like a four pound ninety or something. Um, but if you just put them in and go self service, barcoded. So yeah. Oh, I, I mean know. that is. I mean, it's not technically theft. It is actually shoplifting. Yeah, shoplifting. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So sorry, did you say you were suggesting I do that, or you weren't suggesting I do that? No, no, I'm not. I, ge- I genuinely wouldn't do that. But I what know if, people who do. What if I were to film myself doing it and upload it to the Food Review UK channel? Would you Would you advocate that? Um, I mean, if it because went viral, then, would I be stealing, or would I be doing making a statement, a political statement? Yeah, put, put um, FAO Tesco. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is how. Look, yeah. watch me walk past this security guard in Tesco, openly stealing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that today. I'm. I'm. I've got a couple of hours this afternoon where I'll be at a loss. Yeah, that's what. That's exactly what I'm going to do. So if you're listening, Tesco, better be on your guard because wow. bullocks come. This is weird. And Michael Jameson told me to. Well, so. no, no, no. I mean, you you did. You just. You just told me to do that. No, no. I said if you know, I said if it went viral, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with it. But you can never <laughs> tell what's going to go viral. Uh, Michael Jameson, number four. Number four. This one is the one of two fast food items on the list. You sort of might hope that there'd be more than that. Um, of course, the first one was KFC Dirty Louisiana. This is the Burger King Fiery Barbecue Double XL. What's on a fiery barbecue double XL? Yeah, so I wasn't I wasn't expecting so much from this, but I absolutely bloody loved it. Uh, normally, if I'm going Burger King, which by the way doesn't happen that often these days, um, side it's scum. It's their scum. Well, I like them. Um, oh. Another nonic dote here. Mm. Um, the Frankies and Bennies in Aylesbury is apparently closing <laughs> today. <laughs> um, oh, Wagamamas! Oh. <laughs> Ah, uh, Frankie and Benny's. Yeah, that's not what you said, mate. What did I did I say? Frankie, Frankie's and Benny's. Yeah. Oh shit. Fuck. <laughs> uh, no, hang on. Blazes Pizza. What? Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Oh Except shit. They're not called Frankie's and Benny's. Yeah, it's Frankie and Benny's. Oh my god, that's awful. <laughs> anyway, they're, they're closing in Aylesbury, and I hope they build a Burger King there. <laughs> That's not even that. That's not. I mean, you keep you keep using this word. I don't think you understand what it means. That is not an anecdote. That's, not That's an, an anecdote. opinion. It's an opinion. Yeah, it's like a desire. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah a there isn't. A, there isn't really a Burger King near me, um, and it is a shame because despite me now not being allowed to go to Burger King, it would be my preferred budget fast food uh, lunch stop. Uh, I love Burger King onion rings. XL bacon double cheeseburger is an absolute standard staple. You know, eat eat a million of them. Um, But I'm not allowed to go there anymore, so. Correct. And right now, they've got like a triple cheese Angus. It sounds amazing. It's so annoying that there's not one near here. So what was on this burger? So. It was called. It doesn't sound like mind blowing or anything. Like, it sounds good. Uh, no, no, no. To be fair, it does sound very good, but I just wasn't, I wasn't expecting to be blown away by it so much that it'd be in my top five of the fucking year. Uh, so it's um, two burgers, two beef patties, melted cheese, smoky yep. bacon, crispy onions, um, lettuce, and a supposedly hot barbecue sauce um, on a toasted brioche bun. Now. Sounds great. 
My barbecue sauce definitely got hot towards the end. Like the more I ate of it, it definitely had a kick. A lot of the people in the comments did say, oh, it had absolutely no heat whatsoever. Now, I don't know if it was just uh, maybe branch to branch. They were doing it with different amounts. But whilst it's true that I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of heat. First of all, I've built up a better tolerance to it since doing the things like our chilies and whatnot. And mm-hmm. second, I can still tell what's hot or not. So, um, it was, mine was definitely hot, but it was just fucking great. It's just such a perfect blend of flavours. Sounds like everything I'd want on a burger. Yeah, sort of is. I quite like a bit of barbecue sauce on there, as long as there's the creamy element as well, be that either mayo or ch- uh, cheese. Yeah, I, no, mayo should not be on burgers, but yeah, cheese, definitely. Yeah, sounds like a great burger, mate. I'd, yeah. I'd definitely be. It's definitely something I would order if I was in a Burger King. Correct. Michael Jameson, number three. <sighs> Top three, right. So this is another Krispy Kreme, I'm afraid. Yeah, go on. Tell Krispy... me about your overpriced donut. This is Krispy Kreme Rocky Road. Is this still available? Is this one that I'll be putting in my box when I go shoplifting this afternoon? It's not one of their permanent ones, but it, I believe it is. it probably will come back. They have a couple that come back into rota- rotation. So it's, is this one that you would recommend then? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so... This is one that you would recommend that I steal this afternoon, yes? No, 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 no. Please do not put words in my mouth. <laughs> That's not what we want. Um, <laughs> no, just... I, I, and with this one, not really anything particularly crazy. Like, it's it's a um, normal normal donut with a chocolate icing. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe it had a caramel sauce in the middle. Mm. Uh, and crispy biscuit pieces on top. Let me, oh yeah, and it had marshmallow in the middle as well. So the sauce in the middle was sort of caramel and marshmallow, and that's what made it sort of interesting. But yeah, just, just sound like a really good donut. Yeah, just really nice. Just like I say, nothing really bombastic or that you're like, oh my god, that is like so unique and different, but just perfect, perfect blend, amazing texture, and great sweetness and flavour. Mm. Yeah, I think you you're piquing my interest. With with regards to Krispy Kreme donuts, um, it might be something that I have to look into. Yeah, do do give it a whirl. I mean, like I say, they are they are expensive, but they are so consistent. I have had Krispy Kreme donuts, um, but it is going back a few years. There's a big there's a big Krispy Kreme donut shop factory thing. In Manchester, near the Trafford Centre, where they make the donuts there, and and there's an, an area where you can sit, and I think that's where they make them, and then supply them to all the smaller shops and what have you. Um, and we went there a few years ago when it opened, um, and had various donuts. But uh, I can't, I don't think I've had a Krispy Kreme since then, and that's probably going back about eight or nine years. Wow. Yeah. So it may be something that I do need to revisit. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll get on that. So I've got I've got blue blue diamond, I've got Krispy Kreme, and I'm sure there was something else that you told me I should eat. Ah, uh, uh, pots pots yeah, and coffee. Correct. Cool. Michael Jameson, number two. Number two, right? So like I say, because number one is technically not available anymore, this is the the best product or best new product this year that you can actually still get. And it's the, I think you've had this one. I'm not 100% sure, but I think you've had it. This is the Cadbury Big Taste Peanut Crunch. What's, is that one of those massive bars of Cadbury? Correct. 
No, I don't think I have. Oh fuck! Um, so peanut crunch. What what's that? What's that mean? Yeah, so it's got uh, like a peanut buttery type filling, peanuts oh. and caramel. Oh, that does sound right up my street. The, yeah. the issue, of course, with those big big taste bars is that they're massive and cost a fortune. Yeah, uh, I think their RRP is £3 or £3.50, depending on where you go. Um, They do fairly often go on special offer for two quid quid in a lot of places. Um, What's the grammage on one of them? I think they're like 300 grams. Let's have a look. That's a lot. Cadbury Big Taste. They do actually do tiny little bars as well of them now. Oh, do they? Yeah. I'm not sure if they do this flavour, but they definitely do the... uh, uh, what are they? Yeah, they are 300 grams. Right. I can't be trusted with a 300 gram bar of chocolate. Yeah. Uh, the thing with this one, I think you might be okay because it is so, so sweet and rich. Yeah, so are, so are hot donuts from the fair, Michael. Oh, fuck, yeah. No, you don't go anywhere near it. Honestly, yeah. you have three blocks of this, you'll feel sick. Yeah, still eat all. That's the downside. Yeah. Mm. No, it's and that's, that's, that, So this is the, the number one product that's still available available in stores according to michael jameson the uk's number one food reviewer and his quote on this product is you eat three blocks of it and you'll feel sick <laughs> um yeah i mean this should that should be on the wrapper surely i didn't mention one thing actually it's actually got um it's got 0.4 percent rice crisps in there as well and it adds a bit of extra texture bit of crunch yeah a bit of crunch Mmm. Yeah, um, no, that sounds right up my street. Peanut yeah. butter, that kind of stuff. Excellent yeah. product, absolutely excellent. Yeah, again, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for that. Correct. That's something that um, that my wife would enjoy as well. So, pardon me, um, that's something my wife would enjoy as well. So it could feasibly be something that we could try. I'm hoping that the number one, Michael, is going to come with an actual anecdote. I'm going to set you a challenge, Michael. That while telling us about number one, you try your very, very best to turn your non-anecdote into an actual anecdote. Are you ready for the challenge, Michael Jameson? I think I'm ready. Number one. Just typing something in. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, number one product of the year. Tried this, don't know, six months ago, maybe, maybe a little bit longer. Um, Bought it multiple times like basically bought it every time i saw it um and i I don't know i might have an an anecdote or two with this one so it is the thornton's triple layer toffee cake bites they were yeah have you had them no are these are they ones that come like nine in a little pack uh no they're the ones that come in a bucket or a tub right no i haven't but um, Thornton's, Thornton. Growing up for me, Thornton's was the was the byword in luxury. Uh, what do you mean by that? In the the the, the any Thornton's was was what you got at Christmas. Thornton's oh, yeah. Continental with the poshest chocolates there were. The Thornton shop was so exciting. You know, very rarely did you get something from Thornton's. Thornton's toffee was like my dad's favourite oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Thornton's um, toffee is really nice. Yeah, so Thornton's has always been, and it's not something that I tend to um, tend to eat anymore. It's not, I, um, and I don't know whether whether it is the fact that it's gone 
mainstream. You can get Thornton's products in the supermarkets. They're not yeah. as premium. They don't feel as premium as they once were. And there are two Thornton's Continental Chocolates that I am... Um, that I could eat all day. The Alpini and the Viennese truffle. Oh, mate, the Viennese. My, oh, the Viennese is so... So good. So, oh, yeah, I was literally about A little bit of salt in it, isn't there? It's, it's, it's... Um, I don't believe it's salt. I believe it's... So the outer the outer shell is a mixture between milk and white chocolate, which gives it a slightly more um, creamier and sweeter flavour. I'm sure there's a salty hint in a Viennese truffle. Interesting. It, it is dusted with sugar which gives it an additional I'm not saying it's I'm not saying that it's covered in salt I'm saying it's mm. got a slight salty flavor to it I'm not suggesting that the outer dusting on a Viennese truffle is salt you idiot I'm not yeah. a moron chill out mate what? is that genuinely what you thought I meant no the white, white powdery dusting on the outside of a Viennese truffle is salt get out Are of you it insane? get out of it that's not what I'm saying I said there's a slight hint of salt to it. If they are, if a Viennese truffle coated in salt would be a salty ball, a chocolate salty ball, that's not what we want. Well, we've already established that you don't have a clue about salt content in food anyway, so... Oh, whatever, airwaves, boy. <laughs> oh, fuck. Right, go on. Tell me about your salty chocolate nuggets. Oh, or they're, they're just a, absolutely amazing. So anecdote this is a proper anecdote possibly slash non-anecdote so i used to get or my so I, is it a normal thing for birthdays to get a cake and you request what your sort of favorite style of cake is um i think more as an adult that's something that happens to me yeah yeah Gemma will, Gemma will make me a birthday cake usually and oh, will ask what type of cake I would like, and I will usually say something that involves peanut butter. Oh, amazing. That's yeah. that's fantastic. Um, yeah. So my... Uh, Claire doesn't bake, so uh, she buys me cakes, which is great. Um, <laughs> and she used to get me the Thornton's Toffee Cake, which is incredible. It's a moist, very, very deliciously flavoured toffee sponge. Uh, two, yeah. two toffee sponges. In the middle is a layer of toffee flavour cream icing, so creamy toffee, and a layer of toffee sauce, coated in chocolate with small cubes of fudge on top. (sighs) They're fucking amazing. Um, Sounds like... But we haven't found them in... Claire, how long would you say it's been since we found the toffee sponges? Years. Years. Was it, was it a reasonably small cake? It was. The kind of cake that you might chop up into six small slices and perhaps serve with coffee. Absolutely precisely. I think you know like the one. A, like a six-inch diameter, perhaps. Quite a stubby. Like quite Maybe a stubby. five. Yeah, yeah, quite a stubby yeah. cake. Yeah. Yeah, well, funnily enough, we actually saw the... that. I don't think that one exists anymore. They basically do a wider one now. We only bloody saw it yesterday, didn't we? Did you buy it? Uh, no, but we we kept it in mind for February. Cool. We did. It was in date until 16th of January, so we couldn't quite push it the extra month to get to my birthday. I mean, you can always eat cake when it's not your birthday, you know. We did. I did genuinely. The thought did go through my mind, but I thought, no, it's been years since we've had it, so we will wait. We'll go back just before my birthday and we'll pick one up if cool. they've got it. Um. So, yeah, there's that. 
Um, but what was the this actual product? So this uh, was a tub of I think. I think you got about 10 or 11 in there. I don't think you got as few as nine. Um, but it was a tub, little bucket. I think they're about two, two pounds. Um, and it was basically the old, the old cakes, but small bites and, um, triple layered. So there's three layers of sponge. I think there's three layers of sponge in there. Or maybe there was just, no, maybe it was just one sponge. No, actually, yeah, no, I think it was, it was sponge with a thick layer of the cream and a thick layer of the toffee sauce. And then a very yeah. thick layer of the chocolate. So it's basically right. just a miniaturized version of the old cakes, but with a slightly yeah, yeah. higher ratio of chocolate, um, yeah. which just worked really well because the the chocolate gave it an amazing crisp and crunch that the the old cake didn't have, but an absolutely mind blowing product. It yeah, one of the nicest things I've had. Sounds really good. And it's no longer in. I emailed Thornton's. And uh, I've got their email in front of me, actually. Do you want me to read it out? Yes, please, Michael. Here we go. Hello, Thorntons. I'm just looking at the products that we, brackets Food Review UK, have reviewed this year, and it is likely that I'll be awarding the Triple Layer Toffee Cake Bites the Product of the Year Award 2017. Although we haven't actually seen them in a while. Are they still available? Thanks. Their response. <laughs> no. Fuck off, you fat <laughs> bastard. <laughs> no. No. Definitely not. Um, sh- oh, I've actually just noticed it. Um, yeah, the- oh, mate, something terrible has just happened. Sorry. Can you hear this? I can hear a little bit of action, yeah. Oh, I've just nudged the desk and my son's Furby was on the desk and it's now woken up and is oh, that's, talking. That's hilarious. Definitely oh, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. I hate it. Get Let's carry on. Get him on. Get a Furby on. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's more so irritating. <laughs> Here he is. Hang on. Furby. Furby. Oh, he needs just... a hug. Needs a hug, apparently. Yeah, he's just not being looked after. Yeah. yeah. What, what colour is it? it? It's, it's, it's three different colours of blue. Lovely. Um, it's, yeah, very irritating. It's been essentially hidden it's in it's on the desk in my room behind behind a lego star destroyer so that so theo can't see it <laughs> brilliant ah yes anyway <laughs> back to thornton's back to thornton's i've just noticed a cute sort of thing on there on this uh, customer service representative's email signature he's put salted caramel praline make me smile oh anyway He replied, Dear Michael, thank you for getting in touch with us. We try hard to ensure that our customers enjoy all of our products. So it's wonderful to hear that you enjoyed our triple layer toffee cake bites. Fantastic. So far, so good. The toffee cake bites were made under license for us by Finsbury Foods. Unfortunately, the product has now been discontinued. As it was manufactured... Uh, Yeah. As it was manufactured by Finsbury Foods, it might be worth contacting them to see if there is a similar product that they could recommend instead. So it's not... So Thornton's baked products are not made by Thornton's? Correct. So it's a bake... It's essentially a a bakery license in the Thornton's... Yeah, fascinating, right? Oh, my God. Mind blown. Was that an anecdote? Mind blown. Yeah, that's... That was... I would say that was... Yeah, it was, Michael. Yes. Oh, it's taken you all year. Yeah. 
You've done it. I've done it. Just You've done it. The year without <laughs> weird, yeah. Fucking and I couldn't. And I couldn't even enjoy it fully because there's a Furby shouting at me. Oh, it's... <laughs> shut up! Oh man! Oh, it's re... it's doing a dance. This is amazing. It's such a weird thing. Furbies are excellent. They're not. They're not. Oh, They're so overrated. It's like a, it's the Krispy Kreme donut of the toy world. Furby. No, that sounds like a great product. I'm amazed. I'm assuming that that they will use some... It will have to be Thornton's... Surely it has to be Thornton's chocolate. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I mean, regardless, it was a very, very high-quality product. So, um, yeah, I haven't actually got in touch with Finsbury Food yet, but I, I will. Um, I think it's interesting that the the full-size toffee cake is still in existence, so... <laughs> I wonder if that's made by... Did you check whether that was made by Finsbury Foods? Didn't think to look yesterday, but I assume it must be. Man, that would have been... If you'd done that, if you'd checked that, that could have been been the icing on the cake of your anecdote, Michael. It is made by Finsbury Food. I did check. I just remembered I did check. Oh, well... (laughs) Amazing. The Furby's very happy with that. Very, very happy with it. He's a big fan of the podcast. He's oh, subscribed. That's good. Yeah, loves it, loves it. His favourite, he says his favourite is you. Oh, I've just seen yeah. actually, yeah, he's left uh, He's left a review on iTunes. <laughs> he's put four stars, you're my best friend. <laughs> yeah, I need a hug. Oh my God. Amazing. <sighs> I, want, I want to die. <laughs> uh, well, Michael... Thank you very much for sharing with Al, with me and our listeners. Brilliant. Your top ten foods of 2017. I've enjoyed this uh, this little chat with you. Yeah, it's been wonderful. It's thank been, you. Been very nice. Uh, it, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for, to all our listeners for listening. Um, do remember to subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, or whatever podcast app you use. Give us a review on iTunes if you've got a minute of spare time. If you are watching watching this, I mean, surely anyone who listens to this on YouTube doesn't actually sit there and watch the thumbnail with our faces on it for an hour. But if you are accessing this podcast on YouTube, give us uh, a little thumbs up. If you're not subscribed to the Food Review UK channel, subscribe. If you have got some some extra Christmas money that Father Christmas has given you and you feel like throwing it at Michael Jameson, um, if you wait outside Waitrose in Aylesbury, at some point he will go in there to buy, uh, buy mooses. So just throw, get it all in loose change, like ones and twos, and throw it at him, pelt it at him. Uh, make sure it is him and not Rich Milford, though, because they are indistinguishable from a distance. Correct. Uh, thank you very much for, for listening, though, and we will see you in 2018. Oh, when my God. Ho- hopefully, hopefully... Nathan Peterson will be back. Fingers crossed. Yeah, it we'll all see. comes out in the wash. Yeah, we'll see. Thanks very much, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.